This is the Better Reading Podcast platform with stories behind the story, Jane's Be Better Podcast, my book chat with Caroline Overington and more. Looking for a particular podcast? Remember, you can always skip to it. Welcome to the Better Reading Podcast, stories behind the story, brought to you by Belinda Audio. Listen to Belinda Audiobooks, anywhere, everywhere. Hi, this is Cheryl Arkell for the Better Reading Podcast, stories behind the story. We talk to authors about how they came to tell us their story. James DeLaghi, welcome to Better Reading. Thanks for having me. Yeah, is that is that pronunciation right? Can you say it? Yes, James Delargy is Delargy. Delargy, yes. Okay, I nearly got it. Um, well, we're very pleased to have you today. Um, and a little bit about James. He was born and raised in Ireland, as you can probably hear, and lived in South Africa, Australia, and Scotland before ending up in semi-rural England, where he now lives. Do you know when I first read this, I thought you must be an old guy. Yeah. Well, yeah, I suppose, yes, from living in so many different places, yes. No, and retiring. It's kind of, it's got a sense of going, you know, to the country. And then I thought, um, hmm, wonder how old he is. Out the pasture. Yes, yes. yeah, but you're not not that at all. Um, He incorporates this diverse knowledge of towns, cities, landscape and culture picked up on his travels into his writing. James is here to talk to us about his first novel, 55, and that was another thing I thought might be an age giveaway, and masterfully, but then I found out it wasn't, and masterfully written a story of a remote Western Australian town swallowed whole by the hunt for a serial killer. Dark, atmospheric and utterly compelling, 55 is one of the most exciting debuts of 2019, having been sold in 19 countries so far. Oh, my goodness, God. Mm, yes. Yes, that's, it's quite, yes, it's that's quite a big strange. achievement. Yes. Yeah, for a it's, first novel particularly. And it's recently been optioned for a film. It has indeed, yes. Okay. Well, there's a lot to talk about there because um, obviously I had not heard of you. This is your first book. Um, and it's always interesting to me and to our listeners and readers of how people come to write. So firstly, tell me about, you know, where you grew up and how you ended up in travelling and how you ended up in Australia. Should we start there? Yeah, uh, well, I, I grew up in the north of Ireland, um, in the middle of the countryside, um, and uh, being from the middle of the countryside, it's quite it's somewhere you have to use your imagination to invent games and to you know, make up things to do. And um, I even, uh, as a as a as a child, um, created a newspaper with uh, my brother and cousin. Oh wow! Um, well, no, I, you the, saw yourself as a journalist. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I just, I, maybe I saw myself as, as it was sort of a way to be creative, but um, it, it wasn't anything to write home about, um, excuse the pun, um, because it, it was just sort of this sort of clip yeah. together yep. thing. Do you know Dervla McTina? I've heard of Dervla, yes, yes. Yes, I mean, you know, she's from Ireland and she's now living in West, Western Australia. Mm. Um, and she's got two books, crime books, The Ruin and... The Scholar, I would highly recommend them. 
Yes, I've said yes. I've I've only recently um, found out that you know Darla from I think it was via Twitter actually that she was um, yeah she's from Ireland. She lives in Perth. Yes, yes but and I've I've seen the scholar, but I, I've yet to read it. But yeah, she's great writer too. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it's it's good for us that um, there's a connection between Australia and Ireland because we're benefiting out of Darla, and I'm sure mm. we'll be benefiting benefiting from uh, your book as well. Okay, so you grew up with a passion for. Um, uh, reading and writing um, and tell me how that then translated growing up well growing up uh, well, growing up it took actually quite a while to actually begin to write um, it was actually after I had lived in Australia I, I went back home and then what brought you to Australia uh, what well, brought it's Australia it's because it's so far away and it's a what you know it's, uh, you hear about it and it's you know it's such a sort of wide open space and it's um it's just a, it's one of those places as a sort of young adult you sort of think that you know it's far away and it's um, adventure you know and, uh, and it doesn't rain as much as Ireland well yeah I don't think anywhere rains as much as Ireland <laughs> but no. um, uh, yeah no so it's just and, and what essentially took me out was I thought I'll go out for a year and I started off by going to Melbourne to watch the Grand Prix yeah and then from there and I how just, long were you here uh, one year one year and so you went to Western Australia I went, yeah, I went to Western Australia and lived in Perth for a couple of months. And, yeah. And then I've got a funny um, Irish story. Very, a few years back now, I was in um, Caratha with, is that, yeah, that's what it's called, with um, an Australian writer called Michael Robotham, a crime writer. Yes. And we were having a coffee in a coffee shop in the middle of nowhere. And this girl that was serving us was Irish. And I said, whoa you're a long way from home. And it really was in the middle of nowhere. And she said, yeah, it looked very different in the brochure. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly does, yes. Yes. Um, it's, just, it's, it's so remote and so wild, but mm. it, it's a fantastic place. The whole of Australia is fantastic. It is. But is it then, because this book is set in Western Australia, right? Yeah. So it was that your only experience of Australia? Was it then based on that, that experience, or had you come back? No, it was based on my experience because I travelled... Um, all around it, I travelled from Melbourne to Adelaide, to Alice Springs, out yeah. to Perth, and then up the coast and spent some time in Western Australia and then down the east coast. So it's kind of a conglomeration of, of, you know, that. of the experience of Australia as a whole, yes. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it, that you chose this country out of all your travels to set the book in? Yeah, well, it, it, the, the story itself sort of lends itself to somewhere remote and sort of extreme and sort of uh, you know um, the isolation mm. of Western Australia it sort of lends itself I think very well to um, the story to murder well to murder <laughs> to murder and, and the fact that two people can tell exactly the same story yeah. and uh, there's no third party to sort of corroborate there's no witness who is telling the truth yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. So we're going back to your travels. So you travelled to Australia and then you came mm -hmm. back. And what career was it that you were working towards at the time, other than being a backpacker, maybe? Oh, it's a career. I, I wasn't really working towards any career. I was looking, I, I, by the time I came back, I didn't have any money. So I was looking for any job. And, and were so. you writing through your travels? Uh, I was, no. No, no. I'd only writing really only took, um, sort of took hold after I came back from Australia. Maybe it was being an Australian and the actual mm -hmm. um, landscape and, and people itself that lent itself to writing mm -hmm. but I started doing some screenplays 
um, and I worked in screenplays for a number of years. Um, and then I think it was because a novel, uh, when you, you say 100,000 words, mm-hmm. it seems such an immense number. It is an immense number. Yeah, but one, yeah, but, yeah and, and you think, I, I'll never be able to write 100,000 words that's, that are coherent and, you know, uh, in some structure. But then um, I sat down and sort of started outlining. Sort of, uh, I started off with some of my old screenplays and outlining those. Tell me, so how many words? Well, I mean, I guess it depends how long. But is there an average length for a screenplay? I I looked at this before, and it it seems around fifteen thousand words. Well, that's a big difference, isn't it? It's a big difference, but a screenplay essentially is a skeleton that. Yes. Uh, obviously, uh, obviously, it's usually done the other way around, and you write the novel, and then you do a screenplay of the novel. But that was just how I fell into it by doing the other way around, using the screenplay as a skeleton. So this fifty-five was mm-hmm. a screenplay first. No, this one actually wasn't a screenplay first. This is some uh, of the first attempts at novels that I um, started. Um, use screenplays as a basis mm. but now I, I just work on novels from the start mm. and what do you prefer screenplays or novels oh I much prefer novels and why is that I think in, uh, screenplays are quite sort of um, uh, sort of the, the word you know it's quite abrupt and sort of things are yeah, described in sort of yeah stop and start um, whereas a novel you can go into obviously thoughts and feelings and um, describe the landscape a lot more than you can mm. in a screenplay because it's a visual mm. um, medium mm. essentially a screenplay is a visual medium for that's where it will end up mm. it's interesting it's an interesting process um, so you took your hand to novel writing and did you find that it was challenging initially yeah very much so it's, yeah. it's, it's a it's a big jump to um, to go from the sort of the basic screenplay of you know this is what happens this is what's said to sort of the inner thoughts of the characters yeah. and how the motivations that they might have that can't be expressed in a screenplay um, but uh it has helped or the um, uh, my process would be to create an outline um, a basic outline and then turn that in sort of expand that into a slightly fuller outline changing it all the time um, changing it all the time and uh, then you can come out with an outline that um, could be up to 40,000 words and so from then it a matter of just um, building on that outline. Mm. So, it's sort of so is that how you write your novels? That you do um, you do the outline first, so from start to finish, and then go back and fill the spaces. I know that sounds easy, but it's yeah. it's not, and I know that it's not. But is that the structure that you use? Yes, essentially the structure. Yeah, that would yeah. be the structure I would use to 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 create the outline. But then, obviously, when you come to write it, then you may. Make changes. Change, yeah, change bits, drop bits, right. put them in different, a different order, depending on how the, sorry, how the flow of the writing is going. Mm. Okay, so tell me about that. So you, you're back, you're working in, whereabouts in Ireland are you from? I'm from the north of Ireland, the yeah. uh, sort of glens. Right, okay, so you're working and you're 
decide to take your hand to novel writing. So how is it then you just kept writing and writing before you came up with a book that you thought you could sell? I mean, how did that process happen? It's, it's a, yeah, I just, uh, it's, novel writing is obviously a lot about um, perseverance. Um, you'll discipline? Well, discipline, perseverance, mm. you have to sit down and it may, as it, I've written a number of novels that, mm. uh, you know, haven't quite grasped the audience as this one has um, but uh, it's about developing your craft uh, so this is debut though this is the first published novel this is the first published novel yes so the others were all practices uh, the others are all, all, are all currently practices, yes. Yeah. yeah. We, um, I can't remember who it was. We had someone in last week and we were talking about, you know, the, the art of writing and how it is, you know, you do have to practice. You know, it's a bit like music. You've got to put the hours in to get ultimately what you think is a great story and then take it out there. But, you know, very often it's misconceived. It's people just think you just sit down, write a book and go out and sell it. It's not that, is it? No, it's certainly not. Whatever no. they say, overnight success. It's certainly not overnight. No. Um, yeah, it's it's all about learning. As you say, with practicing an instrument, you have to learn how to play it, and then yes. you have to learn different patterns. You have to learn different that's right. songs, different genres. Yeah, uh, and that's that's what I have. And that's what I want to talk about the genre. So, was it that? From the get-go, you were writing crime or you were writing all sorts of things? What kind of screenplays were you writing, for instance? Well, for, for instance, yeah, I've written I've, I've novels from horror to zombie to um, sort of crime set in London um, to mm. historical fiction. There's a lot of different novel sets um, in different places around the world as well, mm -hmm. um, from mm -hmm. Newfoundland to... Scotland to obviously Australia. Mm -hmm. So, but crime suspense has been crime suspense in the last few years. Yes, has been. Yeah. It, it's I, I really like. I'm, I really enjoy mystery. I mm. love a mystery through. It's novel. an incredible genre that has captivated all of us. You know, not just through um, storytelling and and the book, but also through you know television and film and everything else. Um, were any of your s screenplays adapted to film? Uh, Did that happen, or TV? Uh, so, well, well, one of my screenplays was attached um, to a producer for a while in Northern Ireland, but right. um, it, there's not a lot, you know, it's, it's quite a difficult mm. thing to get anything produced, um, mm. no matter where you are around the world. Well, so. it's the same as being published, isn't it? It's yeah. so difficult, isn't it? Right, okay. All right, so then tell me how this book was born. How did this come about? This book came about essentially with the idea of what if two people walk into a police station and tell exactly the same story? Mm. Um, how, would, how would somebody go about telling it? Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Go about finding out the truth. And um, when I thought of that idea, then obviously I had to think of a um, place where that might be. The case and so that was your first thought. Yes, that plot. First okay. place. Yes, first thought was. Our yep. First thought was the play. Or yeah. Yeah. Plot. Yes. And then you had to set it somewhere. And then yeah, yeah. yeah. Then I thought, where, where could I set this that would be so remote and so, um, so isolated that this you know plot would be take place? And I thought, well. Western Australia. I've is, been there. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you said. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I thought, yeah, that yeah, this is the place. And because Australia, Western Australia itself is, um, it's, it's, you know, it's majestic and murky and sort of malevolent and magnificent. It's all of those. And things. it's also, it, it is, there is a level of menace around it, but it's also a crystal clear place, isn't it? With the blue sky and oh, this open space. You know, I, I I often think it's menacing and beautiful at the same time, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's the same. Um, it, you can stand somewhere and you, you look around and it's nothing but horizon. Mm. It's just it's as if you've you know, it's if everything's become sort of this linear mm. sort of landscape, and so mm. you you don't know what way out, mm. you know, mm. what way to turn, how where where it's safe. Mm. I remember um, years ago when I went to live in London, it was the first thing I missed was the sky and the light. It was the first thing you notice about not living in Australia. Yeah, well, that, that's, that's pretty much true. Yeah. Yeah. Any city at all, you know, you, you lose the, yeah. you lose even looking at the stars, etc. Mm. Whereas, you know, mm. out there everything's so quiet. It's, it's a, you know, it's being somewhere that's just pitch black, you know, mm. it's, it's quite... Um, it's disquieting, disquieting, but it's also uh, beautiful as well. Mm, it is very beautiful, and also too. And I don't know if, if if you feel the same way, but I feel that the places have a smell as well. There is a scent about them, and I think um, particularly in the outback or rural um, Western Australia, if you like, has a very distinct smell. Mm. Yeah, well, this, 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 the dryness of the air. Very much so. Mm. It's it's there's. It's as if you know. It's as if your nostrils are sort of taking in this air, and it's it's mm. it's sort of drying you out from you know inside out. Mm. Uh, so it's a great setting. Okay, so you've got the place, you've got the plot, and then how did you go about that? Uh, then it, then it's a matter of outline. It's then a matter of thinking. Well, mm-hmm. what would happen? Mm-hmm. You know, how would somebody determine who is telling the truth? And then, um, so you have the place, and you have the plot, and then you have, you think, oh, well, then it's coming up with who's your you know central character, uh, and Chandler, and then his you know he's obviously a person that this is you know he's not looking for this type of drama. He's happy with you know he has to look after his two kids. He's mm-hmm. a single parent. It's just a job. Yeah, this is just a job, but mm-hmm. he feels compelled to help the citizens of. 
what is essentially his town. You mm-hmm. know, he's he's concerned for them, so he gets dragged into this, um, and with a feeling that he must solve it. Mm. When you're writing a place that you've visited to and no longer live in, is it difficult to get yourself back there? Is it difficult to to be in that place and describing the setting and the surroundings and everything else? Because it's not just the whole picture, it's the nature of the people, as you say, the nature of the town. I mean, how difficult is that to do? It's kind of, I think this is where the screenplay background possibly is advantageous because I can imagine visually um, mm. what the town is like and I imagine, you know, I can, from obviously past experiences, I can remember certain characters or certain parts of the, um, t- you know, parts of towns that I've been in that, that might help, you know, that might sort of um, give me, recall memories of that. Mm. So that, so I use, I actually find that isn't the hardest part about writing a novel. Right. Because, you know, I have read books, um, I've read many books, but I have read books set in places where the author is not from and sometimes they're just not believable. You, you, they don't convince you. You're not engaged. You don't see what they see or they haven't been able to tell you what they see, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. But that doesn't happen here, does it? Well, hopefully not. Yeah, no. <laughs> it doesn't. You actually real good because I'm surprised you only visited Western Australia. I thought you must have lived there. I, I do. I, I lived in Perth for a while, but yeah, I, I visited yeah. certain places in Western Australia. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Really interesting. Okay, all right. So you're writing away, and do you when you're writing? Um, I guess it's like filmmaking or any other job you do. Sometimes it just feels right. Sometimes you think, I think I've, I'm nailing this one. Is that how you were feeling? I don't think that's how an author ever feels that they're <laughs> ever nailing it. Even now, I don't know if you feel that you're nailing it. But when you come up with an idea... But does it feel different to the previous ones? Oh, yeah, it definitely is different because it feels a more rounded story that from A to, uh, a to Z, whatever. Yeah. it's... There's, there's a feeling and there's a sort of power to it that sort of drives the whole way through the novel yeah. Um, that mm. yeah that I, I didn't really haven't really felt about the other novels 100% yeah do you know I spoke to Lee Child who you'll know um, recently and I, I can't remember what novel he was up to but a lot um, and he just told me that it never gets easier and I thought, oh, gosh, fancy being in a job where it never gets easier. <laughs> At least in my job, you get experience and day-to-day does become easier. But he was saying to me that every time he sits down, it's just like starting again. That's hard. Yeah, well, it, it's, it's, it's uh, you sit down, uh, yeah, I, I, I get where he's coming from, that, that every day it's yeah. a new challenge because there's you're, no day is the same. You obviously yeah. have to yeah. different challenges and different yeah. characters and all these characters are people that you you know and you build and you feel for yeah and then you obviously put them in these terrible situations as well so you you, you worry of, for them oh yeah of course yeah you worry for them and then you go oh yeah. right uh, it's, you know this person might not even survive you know yeah 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 okay so when you finished this book was it the first uh, piece of work that you'd sold and how did you go about selling it how did that happen 
first of all, yeah, first of all, it's the, it's the first piece that I've sold. And, and for, congratulations. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, I went to, then I submitted it to some agents. Mm-hmm. Um, and I submitted it to like five or six agents. And then. And had you submitted work before? Yeah, I had submitted a couple of other book, previous yeah. books as well, but yeah. got no, no solid interest in it. So. Yeah, yeah. But so I submitted this one to um, a few agents, and then the next day. The next uh, day. Uh, I think it was. I, I, I was either the next day or the day after. Wow! So fairly soon. Yeah. She, yeah. 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 Because usually it can take two to three months at least. Yeah. I that, that that's why I'm I'm, mm-hmm. I'm very happy, and I I. I do like enthusiasm mm-hmm. because as is, um, uh, Marilia, my agent, was was straight on the phone right. saying that I want to represent this. Wow! Um, she gave a great sales pitch as to you know she had read it, she loved it, and she wanted yeah. it, and that's the kind of thing I like. Yeah, yeah. You know, enthusiasm. And that was in Ireland. No, I was living in England at the time, and um, right, I still am, obviously. Yeah. But I uh, no, so. Uh, she's uh, the best in London, so yes. Wow, fantastic! And I mean, that must have been just such a an achievement. It's it's still kind of surreal, is you it? Know, it so when did that happen? Uh, she re- started representing me in November twenty. I want to say seventeen. Yes, I think. which isn't that long ago. No, it, 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 that's it's why a little it's, over a year ago. Um, I'm going to say yes, yes, because yeah. yes, so yeah. Was, uh, yeah. And did you need to do more work? How did that process happen? There was, yeah, there was some more rewriting to do on the. Uh, so I got yeah. um, obviously notes. My uh, there's obviously uh, some some things I had picked up, some things the agent has picked up, some things readers have picked up, mm-hmm. um, and so then it's a matter of sitting down and if it's reordering or dropping some things or mm-hmm. adjusting storylines then mm. it's I, I actually find that the hardest mm-hmm. because once you if you've written oh, I, I'd imagine it's very difficult yeah once yeah. you've written something you think that's an excellent condition and then somebody comes back and goes yeah. oh well we'll give A and B and C that's mm. a, and then sitting down and tearing those bits up and mm. starting again I find that even harder than actually writing it in the first place. Mm. I actually think that the role, uh, that the job of an author is one of the most difficult jobs because you're under scrutiny from day one. So firstly, you're scrutinising yourself, really, and you're doubting yourself, and no one ever does it with uber confidence, right? I mean, that's not a job that just doesn't happen. And then you start passing it around maybe to your friends or your family, and that's, like, uber stressful. And then if you even get past that point, then you've got the anxiety of finding an agent mm. and then you've got the anxiety of finding a publisher. And then if, in, if it's fantastic, like 55 is, and you've got a publisher and you put it out in the world, it's still going to be scrutinised by the reviewers. I mean, I don't know why you do it to yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah, when you put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> you need to change the, your yeah, job. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't very uplifting. But, um, <laughs> No, it's, uh, but you've made it. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's but even even with it being published, yes, people will. There's some mm. people going to like it, some people going to hate it, mm. and it's, people love telling you what they think. Yeah, but that's um, but it's uh, but then even through all that, it's the actual writing of the book. It, I I love to write. Yeah, 
I just I, I get a sense of euphoria when actually yeah. putting myself in a completely different world entirely. Yeah. So we sold you sold rights, English language rights, and yeah. then to nineteen other territories. Is that right? Or countries? Uh, that's true. I, I think that's wow. the current number. It's fantastic. I mean, it's un, you know, it doesn't happen in publishing that often, as you know. Yeah, that a first book will perform to that level. Yes, and that's why it's, it all feels kind of surreal when you yeah. know people are sort of telling you, "Oh, it's sold here and it's sold yeah. here," you know, and we haven't, you know, we don't usually sell here. Yeah. And for me, it's still kind of. It's not even released yet. Is it released anywhere? Uh, no, it's not released. So um, it's out here in May. Yeah, first yeah. of May. So. Um, I'm just here a couple of months early, it just so happens. So. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, and you've sold the film rights. Tell me about that. Yes, the film rights have been sold to a Hollywood production company. And I think currently they're looking for somebody to write the screenplay. Yeah. Um, and yes, it's very, it's, again, it's very exciting, but that's more of the, it's a longer term thing yeah but. yeah yeah absolutely although they do seem to be moving a lot more quickly on things because you know of Netflix and all the other streamers I, I see things come out a lot more quickly than they used to um, book adaptations particularly um, so you never know well yeah that might, might be out sooner than expected but yeah, um, yeah it might very well be um, well, um, James, thank you so much. Um, thank you for coming in to speak with us today. I really appreciate it. Congratulations. Um, and, yeah, I'm sure it's going to just get better. Have you started writing your second novel? I have got a second novel and it's with my agent at the minute. But so you've already delivered the second? Well, it's only with the agent at the minute and then, yeah. so we'll, we'll see. There you go. Again, it, again, it may be set in Western Australia as well. Wow. Same character? Not the same character, no. no. Thank you so much. No problem. Thank you very much for having me. That's oh, a pleasure. If you'd like more information about Better Reading, follow us on Facebook or visit betterreading.com.au. This podcast is proudly sponsored by Belinda Audio. Belinda audiobooks are available on CD and MP3 from online booksellers and bookshops everywhere, or you can download from Audible, Google Play or the iBook Store. We've also created our own app called BorrowBox that's available from both the App Store and Google Play. All you need to do to get it working is to download the app, join your local public library and you'll gain access to the world's best collection of e-books and e-audiobooks available for you to loan on your phone or your personal device. Belinda, we're here to enable you to escape, imagine, grow and be inspired through the power of storytelling. Belinda Audiobooks. Anywhere. Everywhere. on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. If you enjoyed this podcast, leave us a review and check out the other podcasts on the Better Reading Network.